You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 126. Thomas Miller back with you almost 100%. I don't know, I'd say maybe 75 or 80, at least from a diagnosis standpoint, but from a reality creation standpoint, I'm at 100%, right? <laughs> Just get my body to catch up with that. Boy, I've been sick little cowboy here. Got an early season sinus infection that turned into the flu, and I've been flat on my back for over a week. We're going to talk about that because I think it correlates back to levels of energy, and we're going to unpack applications of levels of energy. And this is on the heels of finishing the Levels of Energy series, book number three, which is called Realms of Consciousness. So one of the things that I wanted to do this September really, really badly was to tour the state while all these beautiful aspen trees and cottonwoods and everything are just on fire with this gorgeous color. So I took a little over a week and did that, swung through southern Colorado, and I'll tell you what, if you want to visit this state and capture it in its absolute best, there are three areas that you have to see. One is this area around Aspen, the Maroon Bells to the west, Independence Pass to the east when it's open only in the summer. They close it during the winter when the snow is up there. They don't plow that road. But those are two areas that have to be on your Colorado list. The other area is Rocky Mountain National Park. That's a must. That's up around Estes Park. Again, that's closed in the winter. Independence Pass is closed in the winter. Rocky Mountain National Park is closed. They don't plow those roads. But the other area that you absolutely have to put on your bucket list is southwestern Colorado. So this is the area going down toward Durango. You go through Silverton there, and you go from Ridgeway through this little town called Ure, and then down to Silverton and Durango. Oh my goodness sakes, is that an amazing drive. And then I did this big loop over to Pagosa Springs and back up through Lake City and up through Gunnison and over the, uh, my mind's still foggy, the... Uh, the peaks, the collegiate peaks, sorry, <laughs> did a Jeep trail over the collegiate peaks. That's 14,000 feet. The trail goes up to about 12, but oh my goodness, was that just an absolutely amazing adventure. Chalk another one off the bucket list. Boom. Then I came back and finished up Realms of Consciousness in the Levels of Energy series, book number three. And then a friend of mine from college actually came to visit. So we spent several days touring around. And then I got sick as a dog and just have not been able to shake this thing. So hopefully getting back to normal here, have not gotten the next book started, just too congested still. But that one is going to be called Lives of the Soul. And I'm so looking forward to digging into that. But I thought we'd spend a few minutes here talking about this whole Levels of Energy concept. So there are now three books in this Levels of Energy series, books and audiobooks. Levels of Energy 1 is, we've talked about it so many times on the show, is where Fred Dodson outlines basically the whole human experience, the emotions, the consciousness on a scale from zero to a thousand. It's interesting when you finally see the scope of our human existence on a scale like that, and interesting for those of you who like to correlate this to Bible stories, that uh, he mentioned in a blog article, I think, or it might have been in one of these books, where he was talking about it being like Jacob's Ladder. 
story in the Old Testament where God showed Jacob in a dream this ladder going from earth to heaven, and in essence correlated that to the scale of emotions, that our existence is on a scale, or at least when you see it that it's on a scale, it puts it in a totally different perspective. Normally, we see things as they unfold, as they kind of bombard us. So one thing bad happens, Las Vegas shooting, that's bad. Something good happens, let's say during the following week, you got a promotion, oh, that's good. You just had an argument with your spouse, oh, that's bad. Your child just received a recognition in school, that's good. See, all this stuff coming at us all the time. But we don't realize that it all connects back to this very linear progression of energy. The Las Vegas shooting, which took place a week prior to the recording of this episode, roots into very, very low energy that could have driven that man to do that. And what you understand then is that when you're dealing with super low levels of energy, dangerous things can happen. Now, I'm not suggesting that if you or somebody you know is experiencing depression, that they are going to do something like that. But what I am suggesting is you have to be down on that level of the scale, 0 to 30 or 0 to 50 level of energy, like the very lowest, in order for that to happen. If you are vibing in a spirit of love and contribution and giving, you are not going to do that. And if you are consistently in a higher level of energy where your focus is more on others than yourself, you would never stockpile the weapons and the strategy and the tactics and the planning and everything that would have to go into that. It's not going to happen. But if you live in those low levels of energy, that kind of vibration exists down there. And for some people, they will magnetize one of those threads and bring it into themselves. That's where suicide happens and mass attacks. And when you realize that on a scale, then you're able to look at life totally differently. So I would suggest if you, if this is a foreign conversation, you're what in the world are you talking about? Pick up levels of energy. Number one, audiobook. If you want to listen on the audio, that would be great. Love to have you. Audible and iTunes or pick up the book, or if you want to sync them together and really absorb into this, you retain about 80% more of what you read while you're listening because you're engaging both senses. So get the book and the audiobook and read while you're listening. That will give you the foundation. And then book number two was called Spectral Consciousness. And what that did is basically elevated right up into the higher levels of energy. So if you kind of wondered What's even above all of this, that gets into the highest realms and afterlife and a lot of things that I had questions about from my religious background that were answered in Levels of Energy Book 2, Spectral Consciousness. And then I would say that this Realms of Consciousness, Levels of Energy Book 3, takes a number of different energetic principles and just deep dives, drills down on them kind of a smorgasbord, but it's like an application of various ways that once you understand the base, then you can start to put it into practice, and that's what this does. So what I did through this little process that I had been through is step back, was able to realize 
that I got into an energetic tumble. I've received some great emails from you guys saying that you really like the fact that this is just raw life, the way it is. Well, this is going to be raw. No pretenses here because I caught myself getting into an energetic spiral. So the last two years since I moved up here to Colorado have just been like living in this little bubble. I mean, everywhere you look, it's absolutely gorgeous. The weather is delicious. Almost every day that I've been in Aspen, I am sitting behind this microphone reading an audiobook from Fred Dodson. I mean, how, you know, think of what that does for you, right? So the last two years have just been like this energetic bubble. And it's to some degree detached from quote-unquote real life. And that's one of the things I realized through this. So what triggered the tumble, if you will, was getting around some people who were not on the same energetic vibe. And see, I think what took place there was because I was not in practice, if you will, to be, that's why I'm saying the bubble thing, was because I really just kind of let my guard down as to other energies that are out there. So once I felt jarred, let's say, energetically, what I didn't do was get right back into the higher level of energy instantly, which I think would have caught it. But then here comes another wave, and it was like a wave, took me down again energetically, another notch. And Fred mentions this in the book. When you are in higher states, it's difficult for illness to get a hold of you. And I have found that to be true. And while you're in lower states, it's easier for it to get a hold of you. And why I've said that this was a spiral is because while I was sick, I really, really was laid out, gang. I mean, I was hurting and not being able to work on anything per se. I started watching the news coverage of the Las Vegas shooting. I mean, look, I'm a former news reporter, right? That was my first job out of college, was news reporting and anchoring. And once that is in your blood, a news story like this is something that you just, it's easy, it's easy to get wrapped up in. I spent way too much time reading and watching that, and that took my energy down even more. And you know what was a real wake-up in that process was reading all of these blogs and then the comments and what people are saying about it and just realizing how nasty people are to each other and all the swearing which is low energy thrown around today like it's absolutely nothing there's no shock value anymore and all the name calling and how we just take a complete stranger who we know nothing about their motives or their personality or their being or anything about them and just completely verbally or in print trash them as morons and idiots and all this stuff is just, oh my goodness, makes me wonder if we've lost the compass that's held us together as decent people. So then I caught myself, and as I'm getting up and out now, I have a strategy of what I'm going to do to get back on the energetic track. And I'm going to get busy with that starting today, actually, because <laughs> I feel like, finally feel like taking a walk. But, you know, it also has me think, and again, back from the pure raw element of this, that I'm living in this bubble of this environment that I know I created. I created this, this very unique situation, but also realizing that I've got to get back out there on the streets. I've got to get back out there in the real world. 
Because you think about, like, take this Las Vegas thing just because it's on my mind. Think about the healthcare workers caring for the sick, the police officers, and the investigators now having to go back and reconstruct a personality around this guy. Think about the attorneys that are going to be involved in this at some point, somehow. You know, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of negativity that these people are having to do in their jobs on a daily basis. Now, I know that there can be positivity around any situation, and you can bring negativity into an otherwise positive situation. It's up to each of us to set our own barometer, our own norm, how you're going to vibrate in the universe. But I can tell you this from personal experience, that the shift from what was for me a very negative environment to what has become a very positive environment has had a profound effect on my overall well-being. Just saying, that's, that was something that clicked for me. And at the same time, I'm wanting to now go back and maybe find, strike a balance between that and getting back on the front lines, if you will. So here are just a few thoughts on what you might consider if your energy feels a little wonky or if you have realized that at some point you've tipped yourself into bad energy. First point is to understand on the scale where you are. That's why I would say and have said that levels of energy, number one, has changed my perspective on life more than any book I've ever read. And that's where I say is that I could realize, oh, wow, I have tipped down to levels that I have not visited in a long, long time. And realizing how delicately sensitive this can be. And to realize that it just doesn't take much to throw you off. So the first point is just the realization. It happened. Here's where I am. Here's how I got there. And here's what I'm going to do about it. So the path back. How do you raise your energy level when you know that you've been knocked back? And this is where the scale comes in handy, because you can realize where you are relatively and where you have to go back to. Where did you come from, right? So the first thing in my mind is that you must have some kind of a sanctuary, whether it's a meditation practice, a room in your home, a church you attend, other group meetings a particular person or group of people that really inspire or energize you, you must do something on a daily basis to bring your energy up, whether it be yoga, prayer, music, affirmations, etc. You have to have that grounding, that anchoring, that base. If you don't, that's the place to start. And this has been a real wake-up call for me personally to maintain that high energy, to maintain the effort the environment, the routine, the practices to stay at that higher base level and then to act quickly when something comes along to knock you off of that. And the second thing that I thought is just really important is to forgive yourself and move on. You know, life is, as we say here, a journey. It's a process. It's a process of moving up and down the scale. Sometimes we move up and down the scale many times every day. And one thing or one incident does not make up a whole. And this is why understanding the scale is so important, so that you know where you are, you know that you just go back up. 
And, you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, obviously, well, where am I on the scale right now? Where have I been? Where do I normally reside? Have things been happening in my life to move me up or down? And this might be something that is not a normal part of your daily thought process. And if it's not part of your daily thought process, then congratulations and awesome. And this has served a purpose so that my little episode has helped you take a look at your own situation. And the next thing you can focus on are the highest levels of energy. Unconditional love, joy, peace, pure creativity. Go there. You know, one of the first things I did is went back to that audio meditation that is on the Subconscious Mind Mastery website right there at the top, that love meditation. Just went back to that and realized that there is pure, unconditional, undescribable love just waiting to wrap its arms around me. So the first thing you have to do is get back to loving yourself, not beating yourself up, not blaming yourself. That's why this is under the raw category. It happens. We're human. Forgive yourself. And then it becomes kind of a thing like with weight loss. It's one little step every day over time will get you to your goal. So I'm writing down, now that I'm back up and actually in a vertical rather than horizontal position, I'm going to write down little things that I'm going to do every day that I know will spike my energy. Now, another point on this, if you're kind of mapping out your own path or saying, oh man, I need to do this, one of the things you have to do is you have to stop or at least contain or isolate that which got you off course. So if it's a person who is dragging you down, you're going to have to deal with that one way or the other. And perhaps that would be one of the most direct challenges that you might have is that there is somebody in your life that is just an energy vampire. And that's going to have to be addressed. You might work in a toxic environment. And as part of this process, that would have to be addressed. Really, in both cases, this would be something to explore. Is this temporary or is this permanent? Anything and anyone can change. We know that. But you have to ask yourself, is this going to change? And am I the one to be going through it until it does? And for everybody, that is simply a personal decision. And then the universal thing that you must do, like I said a minute ago, is to be feeding your mind in some kind of commensurate activity that is going to offset that negative that is surrounding you. Perfect example of this would be Catherine Ponder's story about how she created her affirmations. This was back in the 1950s. There was an economic depression going on in the country. So think about that. Everybody that you know is struggling with a job situation, with finances. Every report that you hear or see on the news is negative regarding the economy. All of the conversation around you is negative, And when are we going to get out of this? And it's a depression. They don't call it depression for nothing. So what she did in her little church group in Birmingham, Alabama, was basically to start de-recognizing it, unrecognizing it, and stating affirmations of abundance in the opposite direction of everything that was surrounding them. So there's a situation. You're not going to change the external environment. It's everywhere. You know, there's a lot of negative crap going on around in our world right now if you wanted to focus on it. So don't focus on it. Do what she did. Get a group of people together. 
there's Napoleon Hill's mastermind group, and start focusing in a different direction. And they started saying affirmations that were completely 180 degrees contrary to what was being said in the news. And people started getting jobs, and they started making more money, and positive things happened to them economically. So whatever situation you find yourself in, you can use that situation to turn things around. So be a catalyst in your own life and in the environment around you toward positive change, toward higher energy. And when you get knocked back, then snap back quickly. Identify it, know where you are on the scale, and start making a list of the things that you have to do to reverse it. And obviously, feeling good physically helps a lot. When you're just sick like I've been and wrung out, man, that's the hardest. That's when it's really tough to make that positive stand. But just realize we are in this flux of energy all the time. How we react and respond when we get hit with the negative defines the kind of person that we are ultimately going to be. Don't stay in the negative. Even if you are the only candle shining in a dark room, be that candle. And I thank you for listening. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.